News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host worked as a bartender in England. Who could it be? Who is it? The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. conference, I rise today to nominate the gentleman from California, Kevin McCarthy, as Speaker of the House to lead America's new Republican majority. Madam Clerk, I rise today at the direction of the House Democratic Caucus to place into nomination for election to the position of Speaker of the House of Representatives, the pride of Brooklyn, Hakeem Jeffries of New York. Madam Clerk, there the names of the Honorable Kevin McCarthy, a representative-elect from the state of California, and the Honorable Hakeem Jeffries, a representative-elect from the state of New York, have been placed in nomination. Are there further nominations? Nope, that's it. All done. Kevin McCarthy wins, right? That's how it went yesterday, just like we expected. You, you didn't watch the rest of it, did you? Oh, was there more? <laughs> I'm clerk, there is. The gentleman from Arizona is recognized. Paul Gosar stands up and explains that he wants um, Andy Biggs. And Andy Biggs is the right guy because government is broken and he's uh, the third candidate, so to speak, in this. By the way, it's kind of interesting. You heard her say representative-elect because Kevin McCarthy, though he's been in Congress for a dozen years, representative-elect, right? He's not a representative, just like Hakeem Jeffries is not a representative there. And I, I was curious what the protocol was because my first thought was, well, they haven't taken their oath renewal. Their previous oath was only good for the term that they were elected for. So is it wrong to say Representative Gates? Is he Representative Elect Gates because they haven't been sworn in yet? And I looked, and you know what the answer is? There's a federal law that says you only have to swear a new oath if you're like changing offices or changing jobs or something like that. But if you stay in the same office, the oath is still covers you. So I don't know what the protocol is as far as being representatives or representatives elect. Now she's saying representative elect and you would think that the clerk of the house would have this figured out, mm -hmm. but I just thought it was an interesting side note. So that's not the most important part of this. So Congress got it wrong. I, I don't know. What? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to presume. Um, all I know is that the new members can't swear in until you have a speaker. The old members do not have to swear in because they've already been sworn in. So what is their status right now? Do they get paid also? I would think no, but then maybe back pay? I, all these weird little things. Maybe they'll solve it today. Anyway, Paul Gosar gets up and says, make it Andy Biggs. And then they go through to the voting. C. Scott Franklin. McCarthy. A very slow process. Frost. Hakeem Jeffries. Jeffries. They did this for like 40 minutes. Fry. I'm giving you just a small sample. McCarthy. Bueller. Fulcher. McCarthy. Um, he's sick. Gates. 
Biggs. There you go, Andy Biggs. Okay, so they do the they do the roll. They count. They, they figure up all the tallies. And what do they discover? The tellers agree in their tallies that the total number of votes cast is 434. By the way, not 435 because uh, one had died, but that's okay. It's still same numbers apply. You got to hit 218 because that's uh, you know 217 plus one is a majority. Of which. The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the state of New York has received 212. 212, that's, you know, uh, six short of a majority. How many did Kevin McCarthy get? Well, not that many. The Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California has received 203. So the party in power got nine votes less than the party in the minority, kind of weird. And then you had... Jim Jordan got 10. Jim Banks, uh, sorry, not Jim Banks. Um, Andy Biggs, excuse me, got 10. Um, Jim Jordan got six. Jim Banks got one. Uh, Lee Zeldin got one. Byron Donalds got one from Florida. So that's how it all split out. And the speaker says? No persons having received a majority of the whole number of votes cast by surname. A speaker has not been elected. And we do it again. (laughs) Let's do it again if you didn't like it enough the first time. So the first thing that happens when she asks for new people, I'll tell you in just a moment, Candy's got traffic on the fives. And just watching one thing, and it looks like debris in the roadway traffic sign down between the New Baptist Hospital and Pensacola Christian College on Brent, west of the I-110 access. Uh, The access to 110 is clear, but if you're in the westbound turn lane on Brent, that turns into the new hospital. Looks like that's blocked. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So back to Congress yesterday, showing its extreme functionality. Um, Jim Jordan stands up from Ohio. For what purpose does the gentleman from Ohio seek recognition? I rise to nominate Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. Oh, wrinkle! So Jim Jordan, who had received six votes on the first round, says, I want to make it Kevin McCarthy because the priorities of the American people and the Republican Party, border, military, energy, education, spending, inflation, debt, and don't weaponize the government against people, these things are important. Second, we can never, ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago, $1.7 trillion spent. We can never, ever let that kind of legislation pass again. Never do that again. And to the differences between to my friends here on this side of the aisle, I would just say this. The differences we may have, the differences between Joyce and Jordan or Biggs and Bacon, they pale in comparison to the differences between us and the left, which now unfortunately controls the other party. So we had better, we had better come together and fight for these key things, these three things. That's, that's what the people want us to do. And I think Kevin McCarthy is the right guy to lead us. I really do, or I wouldn't be standing up here giving this speech. So Jim Jordan gives this passionate speech about what government should do, what it shouldn't do, how the Republicans are closer to each other than they are to the differences between them and the Democrats. And then Pete Aguilar gets up and mocks Jim Jordan and gets scolded by the clerk for it. And he says, no, Hakeem Jeffries. And then, surprisingly, right person for the job. Matt Gates gets up. But what purpose does the gentleman from Florida rise? To nominate a candidate for Speaker of the House. The gentleman is recognized. Well, sometimes we have to do jobs that we don't really want to do. And sometimes we have to do jobs that we are called to do. And so, my colleagues, I rise to nominate the most talented, hardest-working member 
of the Republican conference who just gave a speech with more vision than we have ever heard from the alternative, I'm nominating Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is humble. And doesn't want the job. Perhaps today, humble to a fault. Maybe the right person for the job of Speaker of the House isn't someone who wants it so bad. Maybe the right person for the job of Speaker of the House isn't someone who has sold shares of themselves for more than a decade to get it. Maybe Jim Jordan is the right person for Speaker of the House because he is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests who have corrupted this place and corrupted this nation under the leadership of both Republicans and Democrats. Now, he later on, he did some mention of this on the floor, but after the results came in and after they broke for the day because they couldn't come to a conclusion, uh, Matt did explain what he was looking for and, you know, why he was opposed to Kevin McCarthy. Those of us who will not be voting for Kevin McCarthy today take no joy in this discomfort that this moment has brought. But if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. I'm a Florida man and I know of what I speak. Eh. <laughs> but this was the better reason. We offered Kevin McCarthy terms last evening that he rejected. We sought a vote in the first quarter of the 118th Congress on term limits. He refused. We wanted a budget from the Republican Study Committee that balances on the floor in the first quarter. He refused. We wanted the border plan that the Texas delegation put together on the floor. He refused. Yeah, see, those are all, in my mind, very reasonable requests. We'll support you for speaker. Just give us a floor vote. You're not guaranteeing an outcome. Just give us a floor vote, a floor vote in the first quarter, balanced budget, border plan from Texas, and term limits. And we'll go, we'll go with you. And he wouldn't do it. And it is true that we struggle with trust with Mr. McCarthy because time and again, his viewpoints, his positions, they shift like sands underneath you. Even Mc Kevin McCarthy's own mentor recently said that the lies always change. So just that, I, I play that even though it happened after the events because it gives you some context into why Matt was objecting and why others were objecting to Kevin McCarthy. So back to the roll call, they run the game again. You get again 212 for Hakeem Jeffries. You get 203 again for Kevin McCarthy. This time, all 19 of the no votes for McCarthy coalesce behind Jim Jordan with 19. No speaker, run the game again. And again, Matt Gates, they he votes for Jim Jordan. He'd voted for Jim Jordan the second time, Andy Biggs the first time. Jim Jordan again the third time. They do the votes, 212 for Hakeem Jeffries, 202 for McCarthy because Byron Donalds from Florida switched from McCarthy over to Jim Jordan. No person having received the majority of the whole number of votes cast by surname. For what purpose does the gentleman from Oklahoma rise? Move to adjourn until noon tomorrow. The question is on the motion. The question is on the motion. All those in favor say aye. All those opposed, no. All those opposed, no. no. The, ayes the ayes have it. The motion is adopted. The House stands adjourned until noon tomorrow. So they did this for about maybe three hours yesterday, something like that, and then they couldn't come to a resolution, and they're adjourning until today, 11 o'clock our time. I think, I'm not sure, but I think the one person who yelled, All those opposed, no. I think that was Matt. Because <laughs> that sounds, sounds like Matt. It yeah. sounds like yeah. Matt's voice, but it's in the distance in the background or whatever, so I'm not sure. But I believe that that was Matt objecting and wanting to go through this again. So, what's going to happen today? We'll see.
what's my prediction? I don't have one because <laughs> I don't know what the end game is here. I think the deal probably still stands that they'd vote for McCarthy if he'd grant them what they want. Then again, man, I would sure love to see Jim Jordan be the Speaker of the House. That would be like back to the Newt Gingrich kind of days, just like in terms of a genuine conservative as opposed to McCarthy. So I I don't know. what I don't think it's likely that Jim Jordan is going to wind up being the Speaker. I don't think that it's likely Hakeem Jeffries is going to wind up being the Speaker. But I don't know. Weird things can happen, so this is why you actually run the votes. 722 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Is your home your dream home, or does it at least have the potential to be your dream home? Maybe you need to make a change. Maybe you just need new appliances. If that's the case, you need to check out Topps Appliance in Milton. Locally owned and operated, Topps Appliance has just what you need to turn your home into your dream home. Top of the line freezers, refrigerators, dishwashers, stoves, plus washer and dryer combos. Topps Appliance carries the name brands that you know and trust, including GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and so much more. And they have a full installation and service department, something the big box stores just don't offer. They also keep Keep most items in stock so you can take it home today. Turn your ordinary home into your dream home with an appliance upgrade from Topps Appliance. Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. You know, what happened over the over the holidays is if you're around family, especially if you're around your parents, you know, like if you're my age, you know, your 40s and 50s, um, you might have noticed that your parents are... Well, different a little bit. You know, as they're getting older, you're always wondering when's the time when they're going to not be able to fully take care of themselves. And you may have noticed it seems to be getting to that point. And if that's true, then find them the help that they need. And the way you do that is you call a good friend of mine, John Horton at Assisted Living Locators, and help him help them. Because here's what he knows. All of the assisted living places here in town, there's about 40 of them, actually, about 42. Uh, He knows them all. He knows which one would be right. And here's the thing. You might think, I'm never going to put my uh, folks in a nursing home. We're not talking about nursing home. We're talking about assisted living, which is daily living help with toileting and grooming and bathing and dressing and cleaning and all that kind of stuff. But they still live a very independent lifestyle, just they get the help they need. And there's no cost for talking to John Horton. He does this at no charge. So 712-0887, get informed. Talk to somebody who can help you make a good choice to be of service to your family or go online at assistedlivinglocators.com. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stephen? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. At Gulf Breeze News, they get it. They know you want to know what's happening in your community, whether that means investigative reporting, area events, or op-eds from your fellow breezers. The Gulf Breeze News truly is your community newspaper. Call 932-8986 and subscribe today. You can read online if you prefer to use your iPad or computer or get your freshly printed newspaper delivered right to your mailbox. From city to county, politics to sports. Subscribe now at gulfbreezenews.com. Hi, this is David Wayne from the newsroom wishing you and your family a very happy new year. Happy New Year. News Radio 923. 923. 
You're killing me, Smalls. Seven twenty-five here on News Radio ninety-two-three. Informative, local, dependable. The storms have passed to our east into Walton County. We are out of the tornado watch officially for Escambia, unofficially for Santa Rosa, just because there's nothing left of it. Uh, they'll probably clear that here shortly. I would expect. Candy's got traffic on the fives. That's right. Uh, North Davis Highway, uh, North Cross Lane in Pensacola, is showing an accident, but it looks like it has been moved off to the side. I ten eastbound at Mel Marker Seven. That's the Pine Forest exit, uh, showing an accident, but not blocking anything. And then Wallace Lake Road in Serenity Springs Drive in Milton, also showing an accident. But again, no roadblock this morning. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Very good. Candy into the newsroom now where Steve Taylor's got our headlines. Steve? Well, the House is due to reconvene in a matter of hours for the second day of the 118th Congress, which, of course, can't do anything until the Speaker's elected. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy came up short three times yesterday as a group of hard-right Republicans blocked the Californians' attempt to replace former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. A man is in hot water with his wife after leaving her at a uh, rest stop in Thailand. The couple was driving to the wife's hometown for the holidays and the husband, well, he needed to go to the bathroom. When he pulled over to do so, his wife, who was sleeping in the back, also decided to go to the bathroom. Yeah, no big deal. But when the husband returned, he drove off thinking she was still sleeping in the back of the car. <laughs> and she had to walk to a police station to get help. Well, after driving about 100 miles, the guy realized, well, she wasn't sleeping in the back seat after all, and raced back to find her and those are your headlines well yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and what can you say about that (laughs) it's happened to all of us of course yeah (laughs) all right thanks so much steve 727 here on news radio 92 3 informative local dependable you know a a thought occurs to me because uh matt gates a clever guy okay Mm -hmm. and i was trying to because somebody texted and said why doesn't jim jordan want to be speaker and I said, well, because he wants to be the chair of the Judiciary Committee. He said as much. And his answer is because he wants to oversee the investigations, right? And he wants to do that. And if he can do that, I mean, it's not oversight, but judiciary. He wants to be involved in all that. And um, if that's what he's going to do, then he th- probably thinks, well, I can't also. Um, or is it oversight? Now that I'm thinking about it, I might be speaking out of turn here. I thought it was judiciary but now I'm wondering if it's oversight. And pardon me for not being in a better position to tell you. But um, He wants a different job. Well, it is a different job. And what I was thinking was that if it was judiciary, then him going out of judiciary to be, because uh, the, the speaker's not on any committees, uh, then to be the speaker, that that might let Matt Gates be the chair of judiciary. So oh, that's why Matt would maybe. be looking for it. But now that I think about it, I, don't, I think Jim... No, he is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's chair of judiciary. I was just looking on the wrong part of the page. No, so that makes sense. Like... Potentially, if Jim Jordan could become speaker, then I think because Daryl Issa did not run for re-election, if I remember correctly, and Ken Buck would be next ranking uh, before Matt. But I could certainly imagine a scenario where Jim Jordan as speaker would make Matt the chairman of judiciary out of seniority order. Maybe that's the game here. I don't know. I, I I don't think it works. I don't think they have enough votes on their side to make it happen. But, you know, obviously time will tell. They have to run the experiment. That's what I keep saying. 437-1620, Oh, this was kind of interesting. Yesterday, you had uh, WEAR Channel 3, our news partners, of course, 
Uh, they ran a kind of an interesting story. Is Amtrak eyeing a return to Northwest Florida? Well, talks are still in the early stages, but one county commissioner says he'd love for it to return to his district and the panhandle. I know that the city, the county are all ready to, to do what they can to, to help facilitate uh, the possibility of this returning. Yeah, Robert Bender says there's obviously a lot of details involved in the possibility of making that happen. My first thought was, well, they don't have a place anymore <laughs> because we turned the train station into the Museum for Women Veterans. Right, and then right. the Monument for Women Veterans is going to come as well. Well, Channel 3 did exactly what they're supposed to do, and they went and talked to Michelle Caldwell, the founder and president right. of the organization. Right. That's been the plan from the beginning. And for us, I think for both entities, it's been great because Amtrak still does have possession of this building with the city. Who would not want a train to actually come to their museum, their training center, and their national visit centers. She says there's space for both. Great. Which makes sense. You don't really have to have a lot of no, operational space neat. for the train station yeah. so you can sell tickets and see the Women Veterans Museum. Sure. I, Those are the best rest stops. I, I will ask David Forte about this coming up next. Fox News. And I'm Chris Foster. The House Speaker election is going to at least a fourth ballot with Republican leader Kevin McCarthy coming up short three times yesterday. Florida Republican Byron Donalds voted for him twice and switched. What we are really having is a deliberative process about House leadership and about what is needed to get Washington back on track. Montana Republican Ryan Zinke also on Fox. Most of us were elected to get things done. Uh, and not be, you know, banners of chaos. 20 Republicans voted for Jim Jordan of Ohio, who has said he doesn't want the job. With no big winner last night, the Mega Millions lottery jackpot grows to at least $940 million. The jackpot will be the fourth largest Mega Millions ever and sixth largest lottery jackpot in history. The Mega Millions jackpot was last won back on October 14th when lottery players in California and Florida split a $494 million prize. Fox's Ted Linder. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning at 731. Mostly cloudy in Pensacola. Showers to the east of Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. A former employee at Navy Federal Credit Union is accused of accessing member information and providing it to third parties on the dark web. News Radio's Joe Ford has more. Investigators say this led to funds being stolen from the compromised accounts. 34-year-old Wade Hampton Helms was arrested on an FDLE warrant last week at his home in Arab, Alabama. Uh, while he was working at Navy Federal, he used to live in Pensacola. The investigation started this past September when Navy Federal's internal fraud investigators reached out to FDLE. Helms is facing over 40 felony charges, including 34 counts of unlawful possession of personal identification information. After being transported to the Escambia County Jail, Helms posted $47,000 bond on Saturday. Joe Ford, News Radio 923. An 18-year-old Foley, Alabama man was seriously injured when he was ejected from a motorcycle on South New Warrington Road in Pensacola yesterday. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, about 2.06 in the afternoon, the cyclist was traveling north on New Warrington Road. As he accelerated to switch lanes, he drove over the wet lines on the roadway and began to slide. He lost control of the motorcycle and laid the vehicle down on its left side, which slid into a moving pickup truck. He was ejected and continued sliding north on the roadway. The operator was transported to the local hospital where he was reported to be in serious but stable condition, according to the Florida Highway Patrol. The driver of the pickup, a 55-year-old Pensacola man, was not injured. The driver of the motorcycle was cited for careless driving. Santa Rosa County deputies say they uncovered over 70 grams of fentanyl and another 12 grams of crystal meth during a traffic stop on Highway 87 last week. One of the suspects, 42-year-old Jeremy Dolan, is well known in the law enforcement community. 
He's not a very good crook, but he continues to break the law and he continues to get arrested and he just keeps going back to prison over and over. Sheriff Bob Johnson tells Channel 3 Dolan is facing drug trafficking and firearm possession charges and is being held on $342,000 bond. A second man, uh, whose 44-year-old Jeremiah Hamilton is accused of resisting an officer and also drug possession, he was released on $2,000 bond. While the showers have moved toward the east right now, it looks like it's uh, partly cloudy and very wet outside. Let's check the forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Temperatures will be cooling after the rain moved through earlier this morning. High today near 76 degrees, but temperatures fall throughout the afternoon and into the nighttime. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 53. For Thursday, we're going to have plenty of sunshine with a high near 68 degrees. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 44 and sunny weather will round out the work week with your high on Friday near 65 with mostly sunny skies. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, let's check in with Candy Cullerton for traffic on the fives. The good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays uh, right now. A few accidents to certainly watch out for in Cleveland. There it is, I-10 eastbound, mile marker 7 at Pine Forest exit. It looks like an accident, but no roadblock this morning. That's good. It's been moved off to the side. The same thing with the vehicle crash at Davis Highway and North Cross Lane in Pensacola. It looks like that whole area has been cleared. This is brought to you by the good folks from Barberry Plumbing. And when it's time to call a plumber, call the best of the Bay winner, Barberry Plumbing, 477-8782. Accident or slowdown, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. Right now it's wet and... And 67 in Pensacola, 68 in Gulf Breeze, 67 degrees in Milton at 735. The next news is at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenka with your Money Now. The pandemic-fueled boom for multifamily building owners is fading fast, and apartment vacancies are piling up. The biggest wave of new rental buildings in nearly four decades is expected to cut the pace of rent growth across the country. Some in-demand Sunbelt cities are already experiencing rent declines, in part because many tenants and people searching for apartments feel they can't devote any more of their income to rent. Online pet retailer Chewy plans to open more automated fulfillment centers this year to control costs and raise efficiency, which could help the company repurpose certain capital spending. The Plantation Florida-based company, which sells equipment, food, medication, and other products for pets, in 2020 opened the first of these centers in Jessup, Pennsylvania, followed by one in Belton, Missouri in 2021 and another in Reno, Nevada in August. In the coming 15 months, Chewy will open at least two more of these hubs. On Wall Street, features pointing to a higher open this morning. That's your money now. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. datarevs.com. 
Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out tomorrow morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this tomorrow morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. those would all be details that they would Amtrak would come to us to work on um, again that is uh, being occupied right now and and so uh, of course what is the ask and what would it take uh, from an investment standpoint uh, to make that happen that's Robert Bender talking to Channel 3 yesterday about the prospect of Amtrak coming back to Pensacola using the space that is in the museum now for women veterans that, you know, Michelle Caldwell says would be possible. It just happened to be convenient that because D.C. Reeves is out on vacation this week, we have David Forte, who is the uh, deputy city administrator over community de- development. Um, that's operations and maintenance for those of you who don't speak government ease. Uh, David, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Welcome, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So first question, is there any movement on the Amtrak thing? Is it basically, as Robert and Michelle said, that you know they could certainly put it in there uh, and sort of co-locate, cohabit with the museum? And I assume this is something the city of Pensacola would be in favor of if it were to happen, right? I would say I wouldn't want to go as far as saying that we're actually going to um, be in favor of it. We're definitely considering it. There's been some high-level discussions uh, made at the mayor's office with, with the respective individuals on the commuter rail side. But um, whether they can accommodate the existing women's, uh, the monument of women, uh, museum of, of women veterans, um, that's going to be something that we're going to have to discuss more. Um, okay. Obviously, we would love to have commuter rail um, back in our, in our area and just going to come down to how we can accommodate, what the costs are going to be, what type of resources will be um, needed to, to make it, to make it uh, viable. Very good. I appreciate that answer. And by the way, are are you on any kind of a like a, a speakerphone or a Bluetooth or something like that? The the sound is not quite as loud as I would love. Is there anything like that, or are you just on your regular handset? I've got you uh, connected to my truck, but I can see if I can. Yeah, give me give me just a second, and while I talk, you if you can go on to just the phone. I didn't hear it when we were talking before the interview, but I can hear it now that we're on the air, so it'll be a lot better for people listening in their cars. They'll be able to hear you a lot better. Uh, so we're talking to David Forte, and one of the reasons, obviously because DC is out this week, but I love talking to David because he's got his fingers into everything, like seriously, like so many different things. David, um, how many projects are you overseeing right now? Currently, there's right at... 47 capital improvement projects within the city limits, whether they're you know, under design or actually in construction. Um, those are what we consider kind of our large-scale projects, uh, more, you know, the visible projects you see from the road. But there's, you know, above and beyond that, there's probably closer to uh, another, you know, several dozen when it comes to, you know, stormwater projects and playgrounds and whatnot. So 
Yeah, Parks and Recreation, um, Public Works, and Development Services are the three departments that really, um, you know, pr- provide and produce uh, capital projects for the city of Pensacola, and all three of those departments report to me. 47 plus a few dozen extras. Okay, so not busy at all. Fair enough. Uh, by the way, the sound is so much better. Thank you so much for switching. So uh, the first thing let's talk That's about great. is um, – th- it's a symbolic thing, but for me, I get really captivated by symbolic things. One of the projects that you're working on is the welcome sign at the flyover entrance onto Chase Gregory to create something there that would stand in the place that the old City of Five Flags with the Five Flagpoles monument was at. Where are we at in this project? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate um, the just the partnership that we have with the Department uh, of Transportation uh, they were actually going to go in and then and re reproduce the structure as as closely as to uh, the the five flags monument as it used to be. But <clears throat> after much discussion back and forth, they they ultimately agreed that they would rather just kind of step back and uh, provide the money that they had budgeted for the project to the city of Pensacola and really allow us to to run run lead on it. So we're excited about it. Um, we have a consultant on board, a local architect who's going to. It was in the process of putting together some kind of just some framework, some some boundaries of what could potentially be installed within that within that triangular um, uh, piece of land, as I call it, um, just to the south and east of the South Market Restaurant. Um, yeah, so we're in that process. We hope to do a call for um, artistic renderings. So essentially, you know, asking for any local, regional, you know, even national um, artists that may want um, to submit some potential options and, and renderings that could ultimately be um, reviewed, selected, and, um, and produced on that site. So what exactly it's going to look like, we're not exactly sure at this point. Um, it's going to be a welcome feature, whether that's, you know, more of a sign, whether it's more of a, a 3D uh, type feature. We're, we're not quite at that point yet, but we're excited to get that moving and um, again, we're, we appreciate the department allowing us to kind of just take lead. So will that be a city council vote among the options kind of thing? Because you, you know that a lot of people will want, hey, give us our five flags. We don't have any, you know, we'd love to have that. Um, but with the visual space coming into town, you're going to have the Chappie James on the right-hand side. You're going to have the Women Veterans Monument on the right-hand side, the big flame, and then whatever this is going to be. Who's going to ultimately make the decision on what you go forward with? Yeah, I would think that there's going to definitely be city council involvement as to whether the city council actually uh, makes the selection or not. That's going to be a question between still for the for the mayor and, and the city council to determine. I believe if I if I had to venture to guess, it's going to be one where the staff will ultimately go through the entire process of of making the call for the renderings and and you know narrowing it down to a, a select few. Um, based off of certain criteria, and then at that point, the who actually make the decision? I wish I could give you a definitive answer, but it's going to obviously be the mayor and or the city council that'll make the call. Okay. And then when we have to bring on a contractor to actually do it, there'll be you know obviously the time we'll have to go to city council and award the bid to whoever the contractor will be that'll actually produce the produce the feature. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what the suggestions are because you know I love to see the options and then see what I like out of the options. You are also working on the Maritime yep. Day Dock over by Community Maritime Park and that's getting ready to be completed yep. pretty soon, right? Yeah, we're shooting for right at uh, right at the end of spring, if not hopefully just middle part of spring. Um, I'm excited about that project. It's one that we've been talking about now for, for many years. We were fortunate to uh, secure funds, external funds from our partners at FWC um, so 
no local funds at this point are, are being expended on the project from a construction standpoint. So that's, that's exciting. Uh, projects underway. You, see, you can see the cranes and the, and the construction material out there if you drive by um, any, any, any day. Uh, and so we're excited to have that project, like I said, wrapping up sometime in the next, uh, ne- next couple, three months. And that's like 50 slips, right? Or just shy of? Just shy, forty-eight. You're close. Yeah, very good. You have a great memory. Uh, forty-eight, um, forty-eight slips, and then we will have a couple kayak launches. Oh. We're also going to have a, a a weighing station, um, a weighing station just on the north side, on the upland side. So if we were to hold and host any type of or others were to come in and host um, fishing tournaments, oh. there will be an opportunity to actually weigh the fish and, and uh, take some photos and whatnot. So it's nice. it's really an exciting project for. Uh, for downtown and Maritime Park. Very cool. We're talking to David Forte. He is the Deputy City Administrator for uh, Pensacola over Community Development. Hang on for just a second, David. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. And not showing any accidents uh, right now. No, no roadblocks, I should say. A couple of accidents you want to watch out for. There was one on I-10 uh, eastbound at uh, Pine Forest Exit. That's been cleared. Same with Davis and North Cross. That has been moved off to the side. Certainly, if you see something, let us know. Traffic tips, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to David Forte. We were talking about the uh, new slips coming to Community Maritime Park. And then right across the water there, you were also overseeing the project uh, renovating Bruce Beach and the hashtag, right? That's correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, Bruce Beach, we're under construction again. If you drive by, you'll see the construction materials um, out there. I would say it's it's going to be really it's going to be really neat, maybe for the nerds like me that really enjoy um, the intricacies of, of construction. But we're close to actually having the bridge that's going to be um, essentially you know dropped into place that's going to connect individuals east to west from the actual Bruce Beach to say Maritime Park. Um, that's oh. within the next few weeks, and we're going to. We're going to make a call for the public to let you know because if anyone that wants to go out and kind of watch that operation, it's going to be really neat. That's the bridge um, over the creek that will run parallel to Main Street so that you, could, you don't have to go to Main Street to cross over toward the Maritime Park. Is that right? That is correct. So that's that's the next big piece of construction that will occur. Um, they're still doing a lot of earthwork and whatnot and, and, and uh, establishing establishing the stability of the earth. But, yeah, we're, uh, we're excited for that project. That's phase one. We do um, – we are under – Design for phase two, which is essentially the western half of Bruce Beach. We anticipate that construction to start, you know, on the heels at the very end of phase one, which is around summer, um, summer, maybe early fall of this year. Phase one will be completing, which is the eastern half. And then we'll be starting right there on the heels of that, the actual construction of the, the western half, which we're calling phase two of the Bruce Beach project. So we're excited. That's another one that's been talked about for, you know, a handful of years now. And so we're, we're excited that it's under construction and underway. All right. So if I want to sneak onto the property and go climb around the fort that the guy built uh, in there during COVID that's nobody's supposed to know about but is there, um, how long do I have? <laughs> if no one's supposed to know about it, I'm not sure why you just mentioned it on the radio. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I would definitely recommend it. It is a construction site, so um, it is, is, is essentially um, under the operation the management of the contractors. So I'm kicking my feet in the dirt while you're saying that. Oh, shucks, come on now. Oh, raspberry. Hey, if I was 16, I'd probably do it with you. <laughs> uh, Dude, let's get a gear up together. Other, other stuff that you're working on that's kind of cool, you're working on the restrooms at Martin Luther King Jr. Plaza, right? That is correct. That design is underway. That's a partnership with our, our friends at the uh, Downtown Improvement Board. Um, that'll be one we, we hope to have construction sometime probably in the summer time frame and completion latter part or late 
2023. Uh, that's one that's been also been discussed about for quite some time. Restroom and parks aren't always, you know, um, the, the, the sexy right. uh, projects people like to talk about. But, you know, the growth that Pensacola is seeing, um, and obviously with the Palafox market, which is, you know, exceeding, uh, exceeding um, records every single year the past several years, other than, of course, the, the COVID year. Uh, it's we're seeing where certain spaces, public spaces, are really in need of public restroom facilities, and so this is obviously one, and we're excited to get that project going too. And that's um, that's a, again a partnership with our friends at DIB. At, do you know at this point? And pardon me for not remembering. I uh, probably should know the answer to this. Is that meant to be a 24 hours open, or is that meant to be only open for special events? Uh, obviously, there's kind of a history here with no, some of the be- stuff that's happened there. Absolutely. It'll be open while our parks are open. So obviously that is, though it's a, a right-of-way kind of median, most people think about when you drive by uh, Martin Luther King, but it, it technically is considered a park. Okay. And so our parks are open from um, from sunrise to sunset. So, oh, okay. So um, at least during daytime. Open. Absolutely. So, and, you know, uh, how the locking mechanism is going to be, we're still um, in that discussion since we're in design, but we've got some ideas um, but yes, it'll be open. It'll be open, you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five. As long as the park is open, the restaurants will be available to the public. Okay, all right. No, that's interesting. I did, I did not realize it was going to be like that. So that's in my mind. That's that's good news for that. Uh, and one of the final other things is, and maybe this is wonky stuff, but I think that it's important. You guys are working on um, a master plan for parks and rec. Something that, in my mind, it's almost crazy that we don't have because if you've got what ninety three, ninety four parks. And you've got all the maintenance, all right. of the equipment, all the facilities, of the use of them. It's bizarre to me that we don't have one yet, but that's something that you guys are working on, right? That's correct. We we embarked on um, a, a kind of an ADA assessment um, uh, several years back, which which really kind of started the process of getting us to a master plan. But um, for whatever reason, we didn't really uh, carry it much further from that. So we're working with our partners at UWF. They're actually providing um, – you know, no, at no cost to the city of Pensacola, students that are actually going to come and actually conduct a kind of an update to that assessment that was done several years ago. We're excited about that. That should be starting within the next couple few weeks as um, school gets back in, in, in the swing of things for the spring semester. Once that is completed and we actually have that document, that'll really be the framework for it allows us to know what exactly we have and what we don't have. And then at that point, we'll, uh, the intent is to bring on a consultant who will actually um, handle all the, the public outreach aspects. What what do the neighborhoods in and around the parks? What what do they want? Maybe what do they not want? Maybe some of our parks may have been developed decades ago, and maybe they're just kind of out of date. And um, you know, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot that's going to go into it. We're excited about it. I was on the Parks and Recreation Board uh, several years ago when we've, we've been discussing the need for a master plan. And so it's 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 nice to actually be in the process of, of starting that process. So very that's another good. another um, plan that we're excited to get going. All right, and I said it was the It'll last one, but I do I do have one more quick too. last one, which is: Are we going to get a pelican drop for twenty twenty three? I would I would give you a um, it's going to be a, a forty to sixty. I would say right right around forty percent chance. Woohoo! I'll take it. That's better than zero. We're, 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 yeah, we're 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 in discussions. Um, the pelican is safely secured um, at one of our facilities um, um, just, just north of downtown. Um, but there are discussions about that. But, you know, uh, I, I presume over the next couple few months, you know, there'll be more discussions and see how we can actually potentially see another Pelican drop coming back. To oh, downtown. man, I love Where is the Pelican? Is it still at the port or did it get moved? <laughs> I'm 
Am I allowed to disclose where the Pelican is? <laughs> no. He said it's, it's no safe. Longer, it is no longer. Yeah, yeah. It is no longer at the port. Um, we appreciate the port for storing it for us, but they're just they're busting the seams over there. So it's actually under the uh, storage yard of I one ten. Okay. Uh, where we ho- will hold most of our construction right. materials. Pelicans on the move. And it is safely secure. Transported in it secret in the, the dead move, of night. Nobody yeah. knew about it. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> David. David Forte, Deputy City Administrator over Community Development. That means operations and maintenance and projects. Many, many, many projects. David, thanks so much for the time this morning and all the great updates and all the sort of invisible work that nobody knows you're doing all the time behind the scenes. I appreciate it, sir. I appreciate you so much having me on, and um, go Cubs. Oh, d- dude. Go Cubs. Dude. Really? That's how you want to? Oh, fine. Whatever. I'll see you around, my friend. Uh, 7.53 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. We're on a little different format now. We're trying some of the, some stuff out here. but uh, Hey, let's speaking go, of Cubs. Let's go into the news. Uh, you know, why? Go what Cubs. Is, why? Uh-huh. Why not? <laughs> God. And he worked at KTRS for a while. I don't, whatever. Yeah, well. tell, us, tell us the headlines, <laughs> baseball man. Well, millions of Californians are bracing for what weather experts are calling a trudel truly brutal storm which is on the way there. National Weather Service Storm Prediction Center predicts basically a bomb cyclone is going to hit the San Francisco Bay Area today. Ten inches of rain could be drenching the coastal mountain ranges and snow in the Sierra, so they're having a lot of fun in California. A man dubbed the Santa Slayer was arrested. Authorities say the man attacked an inflatable decoration portraying Saint Nick on New Year's Day. Deputies say when they arrived at the scene, they found the suspect wearing a red jersey, underwear, and one shoe. He was taken in the custody for public intoxication and held until he was sober. No word on if his skin had a green tint, you know, like, uh, uh-huh. you I mean? Uh-huh. One, Mr. Grinch. Or an undersized heart, any of these things we look for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, thanks so much for the update. 755 here on News Radio 92.3. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Okay, and uh, we're not we're not showing a whole lot this morning, which is good. North Davis, North Cross, that has been cleared. Detroit and Pine Forest now showing an accident, a hit-and-run crash, but no roadblock. It has been moved off to the side. Again, that's Detroit Boulevard and Pine Forest Road. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters today on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be discussing Great Southern Restaurant Week that's coming up this month and romantic dinners with your sweetie for Valentine's Day. That's all today at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. New South is Florida's factory direct window company. We manufacture, install, and guarantee your windows for life. One company, one call. Our replacement windows are made to better enhance the energy efficiency of your home and stand up to Florida weather. New South Window, home of the ultimate Florida window for you. Made in Florida or Florida homes by Florida workers. Because we know Florida weather. Going on now. Buy two windows, get a third free. Call 1-800-NEW-WINDOWS. The City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation offers many ways to help you get out and play. Take a stroll in one of their 93 parks, rent a kayak or a paddle boat at the brand new Bayview Outdoor Pursuit Center, or participate in one of the many exciting programs happening at Play Pensacola's 11 Resource Centers. Tennis courts, pools, dance, camps, community events, and more. The only thing missing is you. For more, visit PlayPensacola.com or follow social media at Play Parks. It's time to get out and play.
This morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel, join Florida Blue Mobile Unit Sales and Service Consultants Michael and Ismaris at 1030 as they answer questions about the upcoming January 15th deadline for the 2023 health care plans with effective dates of February 1st. Call or text your questions at 850-437-1620. Spanish-speaking agents available too. That's this morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM. 1620. Brian Kilmeade, afternoons at 11. Everyone's too old. You know, why is Chuck Schumer 74 and Nancy Pelosi finally stepping aside but staying in Congress? Clyburn 77. You know, the President of the United States 80. President Trump uh, 76. So people are getting up there in age. And it was in the President's case, obviously he's not aging well. And he's going to go for another four years. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Well, if it was me, I wouldn't need protection. How do you figure? Ralph Furley, black belt. Mr. Furley. He's scary. Not in the ways he thinks. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Don Knotts is a genius. 7.58 on News Radio 92.3. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Uh, What else do we have? Oh, are you going to try? Candy, I know you're kind of a doer, trier, seeing. Would you want to be an extra for Sacred? No. Me either, weirdly. I don't have any. Have you ever done movies or anything? No. Oh, I'm in a movie from Pensacola. I've done occasional TV interviews, and I've done like the WSRE thing. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't... no, I think everybody should though. It's cool. I'm in a movie called This Darkness that was filmed in Pensacola. Really? Yeah, I mean, you have to freeze frame and like, <laughs> like I help set That's locations. Candy. I got the band, I got the bar. That's uh, funny. I got some actors, and I, like you really do have to freeze frame. So, so I guess it's going to be Saturday at the mm-hmm. Cobb Center from uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Mallory Street. But if you want to try out to be in this new Peacock six uh, episode series for Sacred, pretty great. Yeah, it's kind of I don't. It, it's weird to me because it's set in a hospital, but it and it's called Sacred, but it apparently doesn't have anything to do with Sacred Heart. Well, in my head, it does. Okay, fair enough. Um, so. I don't know. I mean, it sounds. Oh, I could be. I could be Perry. I'm Scrubs. This is great. <laughs> it could be all my of time the, to shine. I, I could be who I really am, which is. We JD. could be Turk and JD. I'm, yeah. I'm JD and you're Turk. That's for sure. Absolutely. And you uh, are I don't JD, know who I married actually. though. Did I marry Carla? I'm not quite sure. I have to think that one through a you little bit. You married the other JD. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful girl, JD. We'll be back in a minute. Your home for Brian Kilmeade. Weekdays 11 to 1 is News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.